trailer intros, and that was one of those where you come up and you try to follow this huge blockbuster. And what we've been doing over the summer is uh, talking about movies and the themes uh, in the movies, like Joel mentioned. And we have two weeks left. Today we're talking about The Lone Ranger and this idea of a mask and what's behind the mask. And next week, uh, we're going to be closing out this series talking about Wolverine and the idea of revenge. And it's been a fun summer, uh, personally, just talking about stuff that I never thought I would. Like last week, zombies, World War Z. In case you missed that, you can find that on churchinthevalley.com. Uh, but each, each week, we've been looking at what, what is Hollywood? What are these movies saying about how life works? Uh, what are some things that they're pulling out of? This is how relationships work. This is how people are. And then we've been looking at, well, does that line up with our own experiences. We've been unpacking the movies and also looking at, more importantly, uh, how does that line up with, with how God has wired life to be, how God has wired life to work, and pulled out basically the theme of the movie and compared it to how does this match Scripture? How does this match what is real about what God has shown us, about what He's revealed in His Word? And so we're going to continue that uh, this morning. Uh, in your program, you have an outline. I encourage you to, to follow along, and there's a pen uh, in front of you if, if you need it. But I want to say it's good to see all of you again. I haven't been here in about a month and a half. I've been at the Alhambra campus, and I knew how to get here this morning. I was a little like, where is that? Oh, yeah, it's the Diamond Bar Center, 10 o'clock, not 1030. But it's good to to be here. Randy's at Alhambra today and uh, checking out things there. And I just wanted to say again, it's it's, uh, great to see you. And really, God is working at both campuses at Church in the Valley. Just a quick update. Uh, last week, uh, we had the opportunity to introduce new members to uh, Church in the Valley Alhambra for the first time. These are people who are brand new to Church in the Valley, uh, heard about us through uh, our advertising or by driving by, and from the course of February to last week have decided to join the team at Church in the Valley. So just wanted to share that with you. Uh, a lot of it's from all that you guys have done here at this campus, just helping, support, and continue the work here. And so just wanted to give you that update. But I digress, wanted to shift gears. Let's talk about Lone Ranger a little bit. I wanted to give you a summary of the movie. You may have heard of the Lone Ranger character. Uh, Depending on your age, you may have heard it on radio, seen it on TV. Uh, It's a character that's kind of throughout American history that you you can find. And in the movie, uh, they they follow kind of the beginning of how did the Lone Ranger uh, come about. And it's a story of a, a Texas Ranger and a group of rangers, including his brother, they're, they're all massacred and, and killed. And he is the last Lone Ranger of this group, and hence the name the Lone Ranger. Uh, he was within a group. They all got killed off, including his brother, and he's left to pick up the pieces. And in that, he uh, ties a mask to himself. He's supposed to be dead, and the mask is supposed to be his secret uh, identity uh, because he's supposed to be dead and because he wants to fight uh, for justice. He wants to kind of get to the bottom of who did this to his, uh, his brother, to this group of people that he was committed to. And the whole movie and this whole idea and genre of the Lone Ranger is to fight for injustice. And in the movie, uh, this idea of putting on a mask uh, comes with a great cost. Longer is known by a group of people. Um, he doesn't really have any real relationships with people. He's mysterious. Uh, he lives his life uh, at a distance from people. And, and as I was researching kind of this idea of a mask, uh, the theme that kind of came up was, you know, we, we all tend to have masks in life. The Lone Ranger, for 
nobility purposes and to fight for injustice, not just for his own experience and the, th- the things he encountered, but also just general injustice and crime. He put on this mask to, to fight this. And we, we get behind this. Uh, we like characters that, that fight for good. And we, we get rally, we rally behind these people. Uh, but, but in life, there, there's also, as I was researching this, I kind of thought, you know, we, we have tendency in our own lives to, to put on masks as well. And just like the cost of the Lone Ranger, the things he experienced was this idea of he, he really didn't belong to a group. He was isolated. Uh, we, we can experience in life as well. And so as I was looking at this idea of masks, this thing of acceptance kept coming up, how acceptance is, is really important to us. And we're going to spend a lot of the message looking at this idea of being accepted and accepting others and how important that is. And this movie uh, is, is speaking to that to a degree, this idea of what are you willing to do, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to fight for what you believe in, and, and what's the cost of that? And in The Lone Ranger, I believe it, it's a great cost to be, just like that title is, this person that is alone. And he has uh, a few friends, if you saw him, uh, Jack Sparrow, or Tonto, or Johnny Depp. It seems like it's the same character now in every movie. But uh, he, he's kind of his his compatriot, his friend, but he, he doesn't have many, and you don't get the sense that they really know each other. And so as I was looking at my own life and this idea of acceptance and masks, I realized just for me personally, acceptance has been something that has been important in my life, this idea of belonging to a group, not being an outsider. And I experienced the good and, and the bad of that. I am a military kid, and so I moved around a lot. And the hardest move I ever experienced was from my sixth grade year to my seventh grade year, moving from England to California. And if you ever have an afternoon, you just like to hear about the awfulness of junior high, I'd be glad to share that with you. But in in those experiences, I I had just this idea of not belonging and not being in a group and not being kind of sure of what's normal, what's not normal. And it was a very tough transition. And as I was thinking about that, I realized from about seventh grade, it took me about three years to fully kind of belong to a group of people. I, w- I was an outsider. I was kind of isolated, and I really didn't know what was normal. My fashion sense was off. My hairstyles were off. There's this whole thing of the Atlantic Ocean, America to England. There's just kind of this divide, and I just I kind of didn't fit. And in that, a key thing happened in my life, and I actually was accepted by a group at a church that we were uh, checking out. Uh, I grew up in church, and my family always, wherever we moved, we always tried to find a church where we could uh, be with a group of people and follow Christ together. And as I was experiencing just all these awkward moments of trying to figure out how to live life, I was accepted into this youth group of these young people that, that loved God. And from that, I looked back and I realized like that key time of being a part of this church, being a part of this group, that's actually like a key part of my journey really a key part of of who I am today. And what I realized is I was just looking for a group to be a part of. It was was a high value to me. I didn't want to spend my life just speaking in a British accent, hoping people would talk to me. Like I wanted to be a part of America, be a part of a group and and experience community. And, And in this church, I was able to do it. And what I realized was it was this church and this group of people that that actually really made me realize God is real because of the way that they treated me, the way that they treated others. I saw that, wow, they really take God seriously. And it was very appealing to me 
this idea of Christianity. And God used that moment in a time of just wanting to belong, wanting to be accepted uh, as a big part of, of who I am today. And so as I was looking at this idea of masks and acceptance, uh, what I kind of came to was this idea of how important that is. And I, I want to just spend a little bit of time looking at how really God has wired acceptance into the, the framework of life. Uh, really, it's this idea of God doesn't want any of us to be isolated uh, or alone or a lone ranger. Uh, that's not how life is supposed to work. And in Romans fifteen seven, uh, we, we can see that we were made to be accepted. And it says this, it says, accept one another then as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Now, that word acceptance, uh, there's a lot of different meanings. Like you need to accept people, you need to accept ideas, you need to accept uh, just things that happen. But this idea of acceptance is actually kind of has a hospitable tone to it. It's this idea of you, you welcome one another. You want to be a part of each other. There's this thing of you, you're not closed off from people. You, you, you want to accept. And the reason is, is because Christ accepted you. And a lot of times there's a cultural acceptance that exists. And most of the time, a cultural exper- uh, acceptance, especially in our country, is this idea of I accept what you do as long as it doesn't affect me. That's the acceptance that we're used to. You do what you want to do as long as it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt me, that's fine. Well, that's actually not real acceptance that's talking about here. This idea of acceptance is how Christ related to us. He's the, the degree that we compare what acceptance is. And as you look in the New Testament of the Bible and the, the recordings of Jesus and how he interacted with people, he accepted all types of people. Now, that acceptance wasn't just he wanted people just to do what they wanted to do and to be happy, but he actually welcomed them, he loved them, and then he wanted them to change. He wanted them to experience life God's way. There's this idea of this acceptance where we realize God has accepted us, that I don't have to have pretense before God. He loves me for who I am, but while he does love me for who I am, there's this thing of he wants to consistently and constantly be changing me. That's this picture of acceptance. Not just we all do what we want to do and we should all be okay with that, but this picture of God is this catalyst of change. And as we welcome each other like Christ has welcomed us, this change and this growing exists within a group of people. And we don't have to have any pretense with God. And this idea is we we shouldn't have pretense with each other, that we shouldn't have masks that we put on that prevent us from knowing people and from them knowing us. So this is really a picture of community. And the, the Lone Ranger, this, this character who has this mask, there, there is no community that he experiences. And he's fighting for injustice, and he's fighting for something that's very noble. But even that comes at, at a great cost. And for us, this idea of acceptance and this, this thing that we, we were made to be accepting in one another, this idea of welcoming is is so true. If you've been investigating what it means to be a Christ follower, this, this idea of acceptance is a part of the framework. There's this uh, really an attitude and a nature of welcoming that should be a part of the church. Now, again, welcoming means we want to welcome all types of people from all types of work, walks of life, sorry. But the idea is we, we want God to change us, all of us from the inside out to become more like him. And that's what he does. And I know from my own life, uh, as I have taken off the masks in my relationship with God, 
and kind of push past some of the pretense, push past some of the hiding that I have, God has actually changed me. I don't have to play games with him. And I've experienced a real difference in my life. And I know many of you who are Christ followers as well have, have experienced this as well. So this idea of acceptance and belonging, no matter who you are, is, is very important. Uh, if you look at social media, uh, you have Facebook friends, right? Uh, if you're on Google, you have circles. On Twitter, you have followers. There's this idea of even social media just taps into this idea of the need to be a part of something, to belong to something, to be in a group. I think it stems from this, this thing of we're, we're made to, to be in a community with a group of people where they know us and we know them. This is how God has, has wired life. But there's an interesting tension that exists, just like in the Lone Ranger's life, and that is we, we have masks that we put on for self-preservation or protection, and those masks work against this community that God wants us to experience. And we have masks for a variety of reasons, but masks that we put on prevent genuine acceptance, and, and they actually cause us to live life uh, in the shadows. And as I was researching this movie and looking at the history of the mask of Lone Ranger, uh, a lot of care and concern has been put on, like, how do we make this mask the perfect mask so he's concealed enough but you can kind of know who he is. It's kind of an interesting thing. As I look at movies, I always think like, really, that thing that covers their eye, like people aren't going to know who that is. You ever experienced that? Like, it's like, that's just his eyes. Like, he, he probably looks the exact same, but how does that work? But we're a lot of times more sophisticated. When we put on a mask, we really want to hide behind it. And a mask is, is meant to, to conceal and to deceive. And this idea of being concealed in... And not being exactly who we are, putting on a mask, is, is this, it's a picture of the shadows. And the shadows, uh, things aren't exactly clear. Uh, they create perception problems. If it's part light, part shadow, and you're in the shadow, people can't quite see clearly. And this is, this is what a mask does. It kind of takes us from being seen, being known, being welcomed, being accepted, and it causes us to live life in, in, a, in a shadow where people aren't exactly sure who we are. And there's a few things that come from that. Uh, these are ways that the mask plays out in our own life, and you may have experienced some of these. Uh, we, we hide needs that we have you know, out of pride. There may be things that you, you have that you, they're real needs. You need somebody that could pray for you, but if you tell them to pray for you, you have to admit that you, you've got things that need to be prayed for. That takes great risk. And so sometimes we have a mask of pride where we, just, we don't want to share what's really going on. Uh, you, you may want to hide like a bad attitude or habits out of embarrassment or you're ashamed of, of what you've done or what you've experienced, your past. And so we put on masks to make us appear uh, somebody that we're not. Uh, masks can also cause us to kind of push away people just out of fear and insecurity because of maybe our experiences. Maybe we've been burned by someone. And protection. This mask becomes protection for us. And with the mask, you push away certain people and left trying to figure out, well, who do, who do I push away? Who do I accept? And it becomes a very difficult process of relationships. Or you just, you, you hide mistakes uh, out of insecurity. You, you just want to make sure you appear like you have it all together. 
is that idea of, well, if people know who I am, will, will I be accepted? And we each have our favorite one. We, we each have our own mask that hides a certain issue that we don't really want people to see. We all do. And it's different for, for each of us. Uh, when we do this, when we put on these masks, uh, there's some of the things that, that come from it. While we want to be in the shadows so we appear differently than we really are, there is, there is a great cost to that. Um, a lot of times, isolation and, and distance from others. If people don't know us and we don't know them, you, you don't really have real relationships. And God wants to use these. Back in Romans 15, you accept the, each other just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. It's this idea of this community brings praise to him. It, it makes Jesus so happy when a group of people are actually real. They're genuine. It doesn't exist a lot in our world. There's a lot of just fake relationships, fake relating, and it's plastic. God wants to cut through this and say, you know, because of Jesus and how he is related to us, there's this thing that happens as you do life his way that he, he rises above this plasticness of life. And so we can move past the isolation. Uh, you also experience with masks like limited resources and help. If, if you are the only person that knows of an issue that you have, there is no one that can, that can come alongside you and help you. You're it. You have resources, and if your resources run out, you're done. And you could be at the end of a real big problem that, that you need help with. And ultimately, like I've been saying, there's just this idea of people can't really commit to you, belong to you, and accept you if, if they don't know who you are. And so each of us have this in us to, to a degree. And because of that, I wouldn't ask right now, how many of you have masks on? And we're not going to raise our hands because it's just something that, that we, we deal with and it's a battle and we each do that out of protection, preservation, pride, whatever that is. And as I was looking at this character of the Lone Ranger, there's this, this idea of, in Hollywood, it, it, it seems very noble. And it is. What he's fighting for is so true. But you don't really see this idea of he's completely alone. What, what's his life like when he's not blowing up a train? You know, it's like a Friday night. Like, what is he doing? You know, Tonto's like, we've had enough action for, I'm going to go home here. And what's he doing? See, who wants to watch a movie like that, right? But he, he, he's, he's all alone. And so there's something more than this, this idea of just, I'm going to fight by myself for what I believe. There's this thing of, well, there's something great in that. There's this community that, that God has wired into life. And so God wants each of us to, to step out of the shadows and to, to walk into the light, to be known. And 1 John 1 talks about this idea of light and darkness, okay? And this is what it says. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship 
with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So there's this picture of light and darkness that if if we claim to be of God and to be what's important to him, we need to be people that live in the light. Really, we need to be people that live in the truth. So there's three aspects of the light and this idea of taking off the mask that I want to talk about. The first is uh, walking the light means that, that we refuse to hide the truth from God. No matter where you are, if you've been a follower of Christ for a long time or you're still investigating Christianity, there has to come a, a point in which you decide that, that you're no longer going to play games with God, that you're going to appear to be uh, better than you are or smarter than you are, or just there's this thing of you just have some things that you want to hold on to, and God wants you and all of you. And we have to take off our masks and decide to follow him. And this idea here is, is it's a focus of, of confession. One of the key ways that we take off our mask is we confess to God and we tell him, you know, I, I have been running from you. I have been hiding from you. I have been trying to do life my own way for a period of time, however long that is. And you admit it. You say, I have this mask on, and I know you know everything that's going on, and I don't want to hide from you anymore. This is part of what it means to, to walk in the light. No matter where you are in the spectrum, this is a key piece of a real relationship with God. You have to be willing to take off the masks and admit before him where you, where you really are. An, another aspect of uh, taking off the mask as we walk in the light is we, we don't put on these masks from people that, that can help us. We refuse to, to, to hide. We refuse to kind of be discreet or deceitful to people that can really help. Now, there's a part of this where you think take off the mask is like complete transparency. Like I'm just going to tell everyone I meet everything that's going on in my life. Don't do that. Okay? There's an idea of this is about being genuine and about being open and being honest with where you are. Transparency is this, it's kind of a gushing, like you're going to tell everyone everything you've ever thought. I've thought things that I, I don't want to tell people. And there's just certain people in your life you don't need to tell because it's going to freak people out. So it's not transparency, but this idea of, you know, who you are on the inside matches who you are on the outside. That's having integrity, that you're the same person. It doesn't mean that you don't have struggles, you don't have thoughts, you don't do things that you shouldn't do, but there's this picture of the course of your life, people know who you are. And there's people that want to help you that if you have masks on, they, they cannot. So the focus here is, is being open and honest, not, not fake. And Colossians 3 speaks to this. Uh, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. So there's this picture of when we lie to each other, whether we actually are telling a lie or if it's the appearance of where we are doesn't actually match what's really going on. There's this thing of, there's just pretense. You're not being open. You're not being honest. There's this picture of 
That's the old way. And so if, if you've been investigating what it means to follow Christ, this is a key part of it. A new life in Christ where you can take off your mask. You can actually be who you are. Not because who you are is great in itself. Not because you want everyone to know who you are necessarily. But it's this idea back to Christ and how he has accepted us. There's this picture of when we take off the mask and we we decide we we don't want to lie in front of God. We don't want to lie to a group of people. There's this picture of, you know what? God is working in me. And I'm not where I should be. And I'm not completely happy with everything in my life. But there's this picture of I'm content that that God is going to work within me. He's going to change me. He's going to grow me. And I'm becoming who he wants me to be. That's the picture of putting off the old life, realizing that within yourself and your strategies for self-preservation or protection, those really don't bring about the life that God wants us to have. It's only as we take those off, we take off the mask, that we actually allow God to move us from all the protective layers that we may have to this place where we realize he's going to take care of us. And if you've experienced this, where you actually are welcomed by a group who knows who you are, it actually strikes one of the deepest chords within us. Because this is how we were made. And if you look back at maybe your, your past and your history, if you've had relationships with people where it was kind of fake, where you're not sure exactly who they are, and maybe they weren't sure exactly who you were, there's this thing of like, those weren't real. That didn't really help. I wasn't sure I helped them. I wasn't sure they helped me, and it's just not real. And, and God wants us to experience something far greater than that. And it's found in Him, in Him alone. The, the reason that we can take off the mask is not because we're okay. It's actually because He takes care of us. He changes us. And so the focus, we're going to be honest and we're going to be open with people, not fake. Walking in the light also means that we refuse to hide the truth from those that you can help. This is another aspect of community. There's people that can help you, and then there's people that you can help as well. And sometimes we have masks that we put on where if somebody's coming to us with a problem, we have a choice to identify with them. Do I share with them what's really going on with me? Or do I make it appear like I have everything together? What I find in my own life is there's always that, that struggle and that tension point where you want to appear better than you are. That's part of sin. We want to appear that we're further along than we are. And as people come and they talk about their issues, there's this point in which we could take off our mask and say, you know, I, I know what you're dealing with. I have dealt with that. Or I have struggled through this. This is how God has helped. There's this point where you, you come on the level with the person and you identify with them in truth. You don't want to just make up stuff like, yeah, I, I dealt with that same thing. It's not true. You're putting on a mask again because that's not really you. But there's a picture of as people come, and they pour out just what's going on. And they're actually taking off their mask. They're being real. There's a part where you can be a huge blessing to them by identifying, by relating. 
and walking with them through just what, what God has done in your life. And this picture of walking in the light is this idea of it's a, it's a group of people who are doing this together. And you see that in verse 7. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So again, in the shadows, we're concealed. We're not known. People don't really know who we are. In the light, there's this thing of when you're in the light, you can see. And you see others, and they're in the light. And there's this picture of we have fellowship with one another. We have this belonging, this acceptance that's going on. And so this is really a picture of community. And that's the exact opposite of a lone ranger mentality that kind of we have within us. And so I want to encourage you, uh, think through this week how you can maybe move somewhat away from some isolation points in your life. Are there areas in your life where you are alone dealing with something and you, you need help, and you're not sure if anyone can help you, but you need to, to find out. You need to ask. You need to talk to somebody, a friend, a family member. There's just, you're alone. So think through that. Is, are there any areas that, that you're alone that, that you need to actually be honest with what's going on? Uh, is there somebody in your life that you know is, is battling with something, and they're under something, and, and you could go to them and encourage them? And be real. And take a risk and say, hey, I, I know you're dealing with this. I, I have battled with that myself. And I just want to let you know I'm, I'm praying for you. I want to help you. And the third is, is you know, what, what are those masks that you may have in your relationship with God? Are we, are we trying to be sophisticated as we relate to him? Too sophisticated where we play games. Like we mess up and we think, oh, I got to pay for this, and so I'm not going to kind of turn to God for a while until I've paid for it long enough, and then I'll come to Him. And maybe you just need to confess, you know, some things of just trying to do it as the Lone Ranger in your life in a certain area. What I found is, is each time I just experience this, my, my stomach is in knots, whether it's with people or whether it's God, where I just, I know that there's this battle going on within me. Like, I, I know it's not, things aren't real like they should be. I'm not quite being honest. I'm not quite being open. And it just kind of tears me up inside. What I found is, you know, allow the feeling, allow maybe that something there to, to give you pause to actually turn to God, to confess, turn to God to be real, re-up some conversations with the people in your life. If they can be a help to you, if you can be a help to them. And what I find is, is, God uses that, and things begin to change. So I just, as I'm closing, as I'm going to wrap up the message, just think through those related to your relationship with God, any mask that you have, your relationship with, with those who are trying to help you. And you know there's a certain person in your life that if you tell them what's going on, they're going to have something to say. We tend to avoid those people, right? Because if you ask them what they think, they might tell you. You guys have people in your life like that? So we don't ask anymore because we don't really want to know. Why is that? Well, there's something there that you, you might have a mask on trying to hide. 
And last, just think through, who, who could you be a help to this week just to identify with, to love, to accept, to welcome? This is such a deep need that this is really this idea of community, this idea of we're not where we should be, but together we're going to allow God to change us. This is like the power of the church. This is what Jesus does. He changes us, and he changes a group. And as that group continues to do life together, continues to love each other, to do life his way, it actually changes the cities in which we live, and it changes the states in which we live, and the countries. There's this idea of this idea of community, doing life his way within a group of people. This is what God uses to change. And so for me personally, it's, it's been true and real. And so I just want to encourage you, take, just take a look, take, take an inventory and see if God speaks to you. Uh, I want to wrap up the message and walk through some next steps. Uh, on your connection card uh, that Joel had you fill out, I want to ask you to continue filling that out if there's some, still some portions on there. And as the band comes up, I just want to walk through, there's two main next steps related to today's message. And the first is, uh, maybe you need to put away falsehood in a, in a relationship by uh, confessing to God. Maybe it's between you and God, or uh, getting help from somebody, or giving help to someone. Uh, circle one of those. Uh, if, if you know, if there's a sense that that's what you need to do, uh, circle that. Uh, the second one is, uh, for the first time, uh, I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I want to follow Him as Lord. This is really, uh, when you check that, you're letting us know that, that you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. You, you may not be sure what that means, what that looks like, but as you check that, you let us know that's what you're wanting to do. And that signifies to us that we want to explain that, we want to walk uh, with you through that, and allow you to see this is what it means to become a Christian. And so this is the picture of walking in the light. If you're not sure that you've ever done that, commit your life to Christ, go ahead and check that, and, and we'd love to, to follow up with you. And then the last ones are meetups. Again, like Joel said, we, we want to uh, get to know you. Uh, we have meetups not just because we like to have fun, but we actually like to get to know each other. And that's a key part of this belonging and welcoming. And so if you're new to Church in the Valley, or you've been here a while, and you just you kind of think, I don't really know many people, do a meetup. If you're a guy, don't do Pinterest. It, it, you know, you don't want to do that, but maybe do the movie, okay? And so I, I encourage you to do that as well. Let, let's pray together, then we're going to receive our offering as the band sings through another song. God, thank you for uh, just your model that you set. Uh, that you, you accept us and you actually welcome us um, despite all that you know about us, despite all that we've done. And so in you, we have hope, not in our own uh, reputation or our own life and what we have or don't have together, but it's actually you are, are the benchmark that you being God and perfect in, any way, in every way, that, that you've accepted us and you've loved us. And so uh, we want to follow your example. We want to be welcoming in our lives personally. We want to be welcoming as a church. We know that you are the one that unifies us. You are the one that, that changes us. And so we, we look to you, God. We trust you. And we know that this idea of community is something that you have established, you have created. And just show us if, if we have any masks on that are hiding anything in our life related to you, related to those close to us, that, that you'll just 
allow us to pinpoint that. And we want to confess that to you, and, and we really want to be open and honest because that brings praise to your name. So we ask for your help in this, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.